0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Remember Country Music. I'm your host, Kyle Corbus, and uh, today we got Vinny Pelizzi. And you guys don't know this just because I just completely messed up. And you know, that's the the power of being able to record this. But I just asked Vinny if I pronounced his last name right. He said I did, so it's okay. And uh, I'm pretty proud of myself because my friends who know me know that I mess up names pretty often so you
1: can always trust a guy from jersey to have the italian
0: name right (laughs) yeah i was like man this dude's this dude's italian you you can't get any more you can't get any more northeast italian than the name Vinny.
1: and right right. well there was all this pressure when i was first starting out that it was too long and i was gonna have to change it whatever and i was just like you know what like it is what it is let it it rock you know it's my name Yeah, yeah why not I yeah. think that's
0: awesome. So if, if you heard what he just said, he's he another Northeast guy, another Northeast boy there. Um, super cool um, that I can, you know, relate to you and you can relate to me. And like we just said, mm-hmm. I, I get to, you know, throw my little Jersey lingo in there every once in a while. And it's kind of fun. Yeah. And people get it. And when I had a, my conversation with Rob, we talked about Taylor Ham. We talked about pork roll. We talked got, about It's bagels. a distinction. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm from North Jersey. Taylor Ham is the way to go. I literally just had uh-huh. like and cheese like couple hours ago. <laughs> nice fantastic. Yeah.
1: so so we grew up going to like sea Isle city and ocean city and all that so we were like you know going to south jersey but but i grew up outside philadelphia and cool you an eagles area fan? huge eagles fan me and uh, rob connected on that immediately as as uh, uh, I'm a philly uh, i'm a i'm
0: a big vikings fan vikings weird right my dad my dad grew up um not far from where i live now but um his family grew up a, they were, they were Jets fans. They were Jets fans. And I guess all his friends were not Jets or Giants fans. They all chose something else. And um, (laughs) they all, you know, they all watched the games on Monday nights, which was always the good teams. And of course, you know, at that time, the Vikings were really good. So which is why he kind of picked that up. And I kind of, I guess, adopted that. Um, But I, I, I met, I meet very few Vikings fans.
1: Yeah, well, in, in that part of the world, people are so diehard. Like, if you're an Eagles fan and you want to, like, become a – like, it just does it. You don't do that. You know Eagles fans mean? are just
0: a different breed. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I can't – there's nothing else I can say by the fact that Eagles fans are just completely different breeds.
1: Yeah, and and you either love it or you hate it. So I know. And, you know,
0: honestly, I don't hate it. And I think the only reason why I like the Eagles probably more than, you know, any typical person that lives in my area is because I just don't like Giants fans. Giants fans just frustrate me because maybe it's because I live like 10 minutes from MetLife Stadium or, and I know a lot of Giants fans, but I hate how they just like to chirp, how up until this season after Eli retired, like it was all Eli, 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 Eli. I hate all that. It's so frustrating. It gets me really annoyed. So then like one of my best friends is a Giants fan. I go, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't care what you think. I don't care about the Giants. I don't
1: want to talk about them. I just, I can't do it. I can't, so maybe that's why I like the Eagles. Cause, you know, I, I totally get that. And the Eagles beating them is one of the great pleasures I get in almost every single year. <laughs> Listen, I uh, That's how kind of how I feel when we had,
0: uh, when the Vikings were uh, pretty head to head with the Packers for a while. I felt the same mm-hmm. way because I had a, a buddy that was a Packers fan and uh, it was fun to kind of go head to head with them. It was nice. Exactly. Uh, also, you know, I'm going to go on a limb here. I think you might have the best head of hair in Nashville. <laughs> Thank you. you got Thank some locks.
1: You. Yeah, there, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, where quarantine is only accentuated <laughs> <laughs> the locks. It's it's getting a little Jesus-y at this point. I,
0: um, I had uh, a pretty hardcore flow going on up until about two or three weeks ago when I decided that was it. It was probably about like, right under the ear length, like neck length. Yeah. But it was long and it came out. And yeah. it was at the bottom, so it was like flying out in the back. Yeah, you got to, to get through the awkward stage. I know. you to. I had to get through the awkward stage. Yeah. I can't grow hair like that, though. Like, yours drops down. There's no way I could ever do that. <laughs> it doesn't fall that way.
1: Um, I did not get lucky with a lot of the gene pool. I got destroyed in all sports. I got hurt <laughs> a few times. But the, the, the hair gene, I, I think I have. <laughs> you I'm know what's there.
0: funny is my dad's bald. My dad's <sighs> bald. And I'm real and I got I got a like a thick head of hair. Like I got right. something going on. But uh we're hoping that it's I'm also a twin brother, so I'm hoping that maybe he gets it and I won't.
1: Hey, there you so, go. uh
0: who knows? I I can't lose my hair. I tell us <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure you're the same way, but I mean not not become. My hat collection is the most absurd thing ever. Like you have no idea how many hats I have, yeah. how many hats I wear in a daily. I pretty much wear one every day. I'm sure you're in the very similar boat there.
1: But, yeah, this uh, is my brand new one I got last week. So. Yeah, see
0: that's the thing too is I do thing. you spend and I definitely during quarantine I feel like I've probably spent more than I should on hats,
1: but I I just like going places and getting like a hat cuz you can always it's like a you know, it's like a stupid conversation starter just like a cool thing to have that's unique, yeah. you know. Yeah, I wish more artists did merch with hats, like cool hats. But Yeah, right. It, there there's not a lot of people that that do that, I guess.
0: I think um I don't know, it depends, but I think a hat's a staple. A hat's mm-hmm. It's like one of those
1: things that you need to have. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely.
0: So, um, what's going on? How is everything? Uh tell everybody a little bit just about yourself. Uh, I we see I told you we rambled, you know, kind of <laughs> wise. You know, talk about yourself, just how you came up that kind
1: we of We can thing. ramble as long as you want about the giants being the worst. Fantastic.
0: Football. Look, I knew I liked you. <laughs>
1: um uh, yeah, uh, my name is Vinny. I grew up in a town called Westchester, Pennsylvania, and then I and then I lived in the city of Philadelphia for six years before um, I, m- I moved to Nashville. I've been been here almost three years now. Uh, but when I was in in school and all that kind of stuff, I started. I, I will, you know, kind of grew up listening to Springsteen and Jackson Brown and the Eagles, stealing my mom's you know records and my dad's records, and then. I I loved like ACDC and Thin Lizzy and Led Zeppelin and that was kind of my stuff. I and mean, one of my neighbors really into Green Day, so I thought I was going to be this drummer guy, you know. And then this group of friends I really wanted to have uh, started a band, but nobody wanted to sing because they were all kind of shy. I was like, I'll do it. I I'm I don't know how to sing, but I'll I'll make it work, you know. And and before you know it, I was singing "Don't Stop Believing" in front of my entire eighth grade class, uh, which was which was it haunt, still haunts me to this day. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was just in bands like in high school and stuff I started playing guitar and, um, went to college and started writing songs just kind of in my bedroom. And then I started playing shows. I got a, a weird, you know, shady booking agent for a minute, um, who started booking me places and all of a sudden I was paying for college with, you know, bar gigs and sneaking into places cause I wasn't 21. Um, And then you know a couple years i played like 175 shows a year for three or four years just all three hour you know the the pits i played at grocery stores like basically any any place that would that would let me play music coffee places weird hipster place where i would follow like a slam poetry thing and then i'd go up and play like you know mumford and son's covers (laughs) um and and then yeah i started playing like more and more and, and more and more and more and more original music and then uh, I kind of took some trips to Nashville I was like you know this feels like for one a place I could afford it's not like I was could afford to live in New York or Los Angeles or anything and I was like the place I could afford and a place that I felt uh, was pretty supportive and to this day I'm still surprised by you know people talk about Nashville as being like a cutthroat place or blah blah blah. people what this. I really have not experienced too much of that there's always bad people but I think there's something from being from the Northeast where you can smell bullshit from a mile away. Yep. Um, <laughs> but I'm telling you. Yeah. But, uh, like I, I really have experienced a lot of really awesome people here. And, um, like I said, I came here two or three times, um, and just kind of needed to get out of Philly. Like I said, I was playing almost 200 shows a year for four or five years. I was like 22, 23. And I was like, I just, this is I need to get out of here. So, um, yeah, I kind of just packed up all my stuff in my little Kia and moved down here, yeah, I guess January 28, or December 2017, January 2018, all
0: cool. that, that cool. time. That's, um, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's really cool. And especially, you know, being from uh, being from Philly and, and being up north kind of thing, it's, it's kind of cool for you to be able to take that step and just kind of, you know, jump yeah, down yeah. and do what you got to do. Um, but I will say this, is that I would say when it comes to, what I think is really cool and what I think you have like that, like Americana kind of sound like that, that singer songwriter Americana kind of sound. Thanks
1: man. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. Which
0: is something that I really love. And, and there, there are certain times for certain sounds in my opinion. Um, but when it comes to like diving in to like your song, you know, I can tell, I can tell what you're trying to say from top to bottom. Like you're not, you're, you're straight up telling a story from the second you start singing, second you open your mouth. To the second style like it's i appreciate total.
1: that it really i appreciate is. that man thanks yeah as, as as much as i i i think it would be more profitable for my career i i i can't write like um the country on the radio right now very well i've i've i still like you know enjoy a lot of it um but I, it's hard for me to, you know, fake a Southern accent and, you know, talk about a tractor, you know? So I, I and I think it would be dishonest. Like for some people that really is like the song that and they want to sing. And that's the biggest sing, thing You
0: too. know what I mean? That's huge. Like, yeah. like
1: you said, people, people can smell BS. and if you- Yeah. So 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 if you come from, from where we're from, and all of a sudden you start talking like you're from, you know, the back country of Mississippi, blah, blah, pe like, like, this net, it's never going to work, you know, yeah. it's never going to jive. So I, I just kind of, I love, you know, like the people I was just talking about and Jason Isbell and, you know, Jason, no. y- y- like, you know, Brent Cobb, pretty much everything Dave Cobb has ever recorded, you know, uh, all, all that genre music. And I'm just spitting it out as best I can in a way that feels like the right thing. you know? Yeah.
0: Um, honestly, you're, you're, you're so right when it comes to, um, you know, honesty and, and, and things of that nature. It's funny. Cause my, my aunt, my uncle, my cousins live out right outside Nashville yeah. and um, my aunt grew up here and yeah you know she moved and sometimes she slips out of y'all or things like that and yeah. my dad rings her every time every <laughs> single time she can't say it without yeah. my dad having something to say and ali i know that you listen so i'm, I'm sorry but it's true, it's
1: true. <laughs> i say y'all too i i don't really i don't i don't like fight it or anything yeah, yeah. but like there's definitely people that you listen to them sing and you're like you you're 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 putting on like a like a face, you know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 I think that my favorite music is just when it it sounds like somebody's like you said telling a story or or just like sitting you down and talking to you, you know? Yeah. that that's my favorite kind of songs anyway. So
0: it's uh, it's it's funny because when it comes to the y'all thing, even me, like if I'm let's say because I have the I'm the Instagram for the pod, right? Let's say yeah. I'm like posting a story, I will just because like I I don't know, like I I mean I've talked to it not a bunch of people, but it, but it, like I'm yeah. starting. So yeah. it just sometimes slips out. Like I just yeah. write it out because it just kind of makes sense. Like also in the yeah. post, it makes sense. But if I was to do that on my personal, I'm telling you, I'd get so many messages. Yeah. That I'm like, hey, dude, like really, yeah. I'm telling
1: you, it'd be so yeah. bad. We have a country music podcast. So you're, you, you you have a license. I, you, you have I, like I, a... Well, your well, your I have a permit. permit. I have yeah, a, a permit. <laughs> per- <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah, a, a permit. Have I don't know if I have a license.
0: Maybe yeah. if I move to Nashville, then I'll have a uh, yeah, no.
1: you should. Man, it's a great place.
0: <laughs> I love Nashville, I love it. I just think it's a fun town, like, it's just a good time.
1: Yeah, I, I do too. I, I mean, I I live you know 10 or so minutes from you know Broadway and all that. I, I I don't go to Broadway very often at all, maybe like twice a year. Uh, but uh, just being like in town and 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 uh, being so close to all the studios and stuff. Um, we have an uh, like an office over at RCA that me and my a, a, a couple of friends right at and just just being kind of in the the place where a lot of you know like my favorite music is made is just something yeah. to that you know
0: and it uh kind of fuels it i feel like when it comes to um, definitely yeah and,
1: and and it's not and i think a lot of people mistake that for like competitiveness or mm-hmm. competition in some way but you can look at it that way and be negative about it or you can say everyone who's the best in the world you know nav like navigates gravitates here Mm -hmm. for for a reason and and the reason is so that you can get inspired and 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 get motivated you know use that you know quote-unquote competition for motivation not for like you know poor me poor that like you know it's too hard blah blah blah. you know know it's funny because I feel
0: like people like sometimes get mistaken to think like yes obviously country music runs Nashville or yeah yeah or vice whatever however you want to say but (laughs) obviously you know country music's a big staple when it comes to Nashville, but people are mistaken that there are other people that they move to Nashville and play music that don't necessarily play country music.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And and there's amazing just players, like just great yeah. like guitar players. There's great drummers. There's great producers. Like there's just there's people here that are really, really good at the whole thing. Yeah. You know? So um there's I mean there's all there's a there's a pop scene here that is like thriving right now. Yeah. Uh, you know and, and, and like you said, like the Americana thing, um, that, that goes everywhere from, from Muscle Shoals, was not that far from here to, to here, like where all the studios are and everything. Um, there's there's all kinds of ways to contribute to the music scene here, even if you, you don't necessarily play country. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I think that's uh, very important for you to say, especially when it comes to my friends that won't go to Nashville because they don't, well or the first thing that comes out of your mouth is I don't really like country music, but you don't have to. There's just yeah. so much. So much. And I mean, Shay, you said the thing about the the instruments, right? I talked to Jordan Fletcher, God knows how long at this point, like two months ago now, not maybe a little less than that, but he, what, he moved there. He told me he moved there to be, to be a drummer. Like that's what he did. Yeah. So like, and obviously. He was in Job's
1: band, right? Yeah, he was in in Job's band. band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I moved here and my, my first gig was a, as a drummer for this like dad band that needed a, <laughs> that needed a guy to play drums. And I, I, like I said, I grew up playing drums, but I hadn't in years. Yeah. So I shipped all my drums down here and like, I, I got fired in like two months. Cause <laughs> like they were all sober guys and I, I had like two beers one night and I don't think they really liked it very much, but, no. uh, but, but, the, but all that was lessons, you know, like all the, all the. To things about being in a you know band that's been around for twenty years and hasn't gotten anywhere you know and try and you yeah. know all all those things you 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 take them in stride you know I met a ton of people through that and yeah it's how many it's, instruments do you play? Oh goodness, um, well basically just guitar at 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 this point. But I grew up playing uh, the viola in the, okay. the the orchestra for ten years. That. Maybe, yeah. maybe
0: a classical album coming Maybe yeah.
1: they, there could be one soon. there could be one soon um I, I i don't really play bass like i understand it and I, i've played it on some things like demos and stuff uh and drum i mean drums if if you know if i couldn't play guitar ever again i, w- I would probably go back to playing drums um but in nashville like the, my first apartment i couldn't There was nowhere to play drums <laughs> it, was, it was a shoebox you know so <laughs> Uh, you just lose when you lose that timing and that that touch. Uh, I was super lucky. My parents, growing up, they let me be as loud as I wanted um, in a certain like this tiny little room they sectioned off in the basement. So, um, I yeah. If if I had a place to play drums for a year, maybe I could get back to yeah how I was when I was 13.
0: Hey, that's more. That is way more <laughs> instruments that I play. You 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 got me beat by pretty much all of them. I can strum a guitar, maybe. There you go. Maybe if I'm lucky. If I'm Do lucky. Do you sing I- it all? No. God, I wish. Are you kidding me?
1: Not I, even karaoke? I mean you like four karaoke. Had to sing, you had to sing one karaoke song. What's your karaoke song?
0: Okay, so when it comes to karaoke, you know there's a mood. You can't sing a slow song. You gotta song. get
1: the crowd going. You gotta get, get the, the crowd karaoke. going. So I think yeah. I'd either I'd either go with
0: um, Dream On by Aerosmith. Great or, choice. Great uh, choice. Um, Friends in Low Places, Garth Brooks.
1: Yeah, both great choices. Both bangers. Both both will get every age group going. Every, you know. Especially
0: when I hit that last high note at the end of Dream On and I blow out my vocal cords. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It
1: it. yeah. and it's worth the story to not talk for a week.
0: You know? <laughs> You're right. I, I yeah. think, uh, honestly, I've always wanted to sing. Like, it's something that, like, I wish, if I can change one thing about my life, I wouldn't, <laughs> what I would, and, and I've said this before, it's not even that I want to, like, like, sing for, like, like, I don't want that to be my living. Like, what I right. want to do is just to be able to, like, let's say I was doing this, but people had no clue I could sing. Like that would yeah, be cool. Like I would like cool. to pull it out as a party trick kind of thing.
1: Yeah, you could be like a, like in disguise. You could play gigs under like a like a different name. See that? You know? I'm yeah, I'm telling you. I think we got. I got to take voice lessons. <laughs> like a whole second life. I love that.
0: Maybe maybe I'll take voice lessons. I don't know. Do you watch baseball? It's yeah. like like Madison Bumgarner going to be a uh, he was a rancher in the rodeo. Yeah,
1: I yeah. mean, you, you, like there's nothing cooler than a hidden talent. I know. You know, like in in uh, what is it, Anchorman, where he pulls the flute out. You know, and he starts playing flute. There's nothing cooler than that. Yeah, you
0: know?
1: I think that
0: we just came up with the idea, <laughs> and maybe, just maybe, in ten years, I'll be able to sing. Ten yeah. years. By the time I'm 32, I'll be able to sing.
1: Once you build this brand, you build a separate brand. Just do <laughs> just do one
0: thing at a time. I'll take you know the I mean? sub brand. I'll have this brand, yeah. and then, you know, I'll have this one like creep up in the uh, in the back there. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to bring something up really quick. Yeah. You did golf yesterday, and you. Gotcha. I, I, I look, I look, I spend way too much time on social media. Unfortunately. I love that you looked that up. Vinny got his first hole in
1: one. <laughs> I did. I got my first hole in one yesterday. Uh, I've been playing golf since I was 14, 15. I'm 26 Dude, me too. now. And, uh, my biggest weakness, I always said, I'd never get a hole in one. Cause I, you know, I'm, I just, you know, shoot somewhere in the seventies, usually sometimes eighties. We'll see. Um, but I, am not that good of an iron player. I know I've never been a real, I've always been like pretty good driving the ball, pretty good putting, pretty good chipping, but I've never been a good iron player. So I just resigned to the fact I was never going to get one. <laughs> and this little hole, I played this little course with Rob yesterday that's next to his house. It's like just a little, you know, par three course, whatever. And it was like a hundred yard hole and uh, it took one bounce and went straight in and me and Rob, I, it was, it was <laughs> unreal. Uh, as yeah i would i never expected that to that to ha- i wasn't even i was wearing like gym shorts and a t-shirt like i wasn't even like i saw that I, yeah i was just like hanging out and uh yeah i golf has been an important part of my life for a lot of reasons but um uh, uh that was one of the one of the things that it was one of the things where you never expect uh, just a round like that to have any sort of meeting. did you write on the ball did you? Did you write? I didn't. It's in the, It's in my car. I just remembered last night. Don't I was Lose like, that ball. I know. I know. You better not I lose forgot. that ball.
0: If you I lose forgot. that ball, I, if I come talk to you in a week, and I'm gonna shoot you text in a week and make sure you didn't lose that ball. If yeah. You lose that ball. I'm on the first flight to Nashville.
1: <laughs> I'm playing TaylorMade forever.
0: I, I, I have to. <laughs> that's uh. That's so funny. I've been playing golf for honestly since I was about 14 too. Yeah. And um. God, I suck. I've never <laughs> had lessons. I. I, for the most part, I go to, there's a country club by me that um, has a cheap nine hole. I, I usually play nine holes. I don't even yeah. usually play. I haven't played. I couldn't tell you the last time I played 18 holes because the nine holes are like, I can get a golf cart, I can get a cart and I can play for like a total of like, what is it? It's like 20 something bucks because the play yeah. is 12 and usually the golf cart's about 15. Yeah. So it's about that.
1: Yeah, it's it's been I mean, I, I was on my, you know, high school team and all that stuff. But uh I, I since I moved to Nashville and, and and all growing up from the time I was since I started playing, I've 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 been caddying and that's how I've kind of supported myself. That's like the only reason uh I've been able to do half the stuff. You can make some bang from caddying. Yeah, and it's just it's one of those things where it's it's uh it's consistent enough, but if you need to like leave for a week on tour, it's kind of like, okay, I'm leaving. Like you don't need to ask for vacation usually. And it's, it's been really great for me and you meet a lot of people. I mean, one of the guys like Caddy for now works for Sony music, you know, in Nashville, there's always like, you know, Vince Gill's a member at the place that I, that I'm at, like, you know, it's, it's cool just to, just to have something that's completely not music related that I can go do and completely do that and then come back to music and be kind of like fresh, you know? That's so cool. If I was I, also working, like working in music, I think it would get it would it would be hard to it would stale out. It, I think it, would, it, it, would, it would it would just be a lot. It, I mean, I'd still want to do it, obviously, but it yeah. would just it would get to be a lot. I think. Yeah, I feel you. I um don't
0: know. I mean, a lot of my like even in high school, middle school, when you were able to start caddying, like a lot of my friends caddied. But I'm just not I I don't. I mean, I know you don't have to be good at golf to caddy, but also it's like I don't know enough. Like I can't look at a guy and be like, you should use your 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 whatever seven iron here. Like I can't like I just won't know that. And maybe that's why I suck. Maybe I should figure <laughs> that out. But uh the,
1: well, the best advice I ever got uh was the, the the first year of caddying is all about knowing what to say. Mm-hmm. And all the other years are about knowing when to shut up. <laughs> because a lot of people talk way too much, including myself sometimes, as you can imagine. Um but yeah, it's, it's, it's been great since, since living in Nashville, having something uh, s- like, you know, something to quote unquote, you know, support me getting yeah. started here, you know, cause it, 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 it can be tough. Like just moving to town. I had like a couple thousand bucks that I'd saved from planned shows and my car and like, that was it. You know, I, I didn't have any friends here. I didn't have any, like oh, this person wants to get you on their label. Here's a you know, meeting with it. Like I had I had nothing. I had one meeting at ASCAP scheduled, I think. And I ended up leaving ASCAP and going to BMI uh, because of that meeting. <laughs> but um, uh, that was it. I mean, it, so it was cool to have at least some kind of direction Yeah, for the first little bit.
0: That's uh, That's important. And I'm even kind of... I don't even know if I'd say struggling with that right now, but I'm trying to figure all that out and the direction that I want to go. Because what, what did you say about five minutes ago? You said, you know, I couldn't afford to live in a LA or New York City. And, you know, gratefully, I'm only a half hour drive over the bridge, New York City. Like, yeah. I'm not far, but I can't get a job doing what I want to do in New York City. Like, I can't be on TV in a New York area. I can't be on the radio yeah. in New York area. Like, I can't do any of those. And that's, that's what I want. So yeah. like I kind of have to figure it's, out it's it's
1: the 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 tragedy of of New York and 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 LA even is like is no cool people can afford to live there anymore. Yeah. So it's like anyone that can afford 2500 bucks a month has to like they can't be cool. I, I hate to say that. That that's not that's not what I mean. They can't they can't like do anything else besides work to pay their rent, you know. Yep. They they don't have time to like learn jazz theory or like do anything that's that's contributing to start a a podcast (laughs) yeah like but if your rent is 250 dollars a month then you can work a little bit and then you know i I just it's it sucks that those places are so um just hard like i would play shows i mean like i said i'm I'm from philly i used to play these tours these tours from philly to new york through boston through you know wherever up there um And they're great cities, but after parking hotels and paying my band, I was spending money to do all those. Yeah. And I just, it just like, it sucks. I I've, I hate to say that, but like just parking your car in New York cost me 150 bucks for 24 hours yeah. one time. Unreal. And it's just like, it's just not a, like a. A, a realistic place for someone in their 20s who's just starting with 100 grand in debt going to college yeah like just start a life in music thanks for reminding me yeah. about that by the way I really oh no I, I've, I'm in the same boat brother I'm in the same boat uh, <laughs> it's just not it's just not like feasible you know yeah you're um, right
0: I um it's, it's crazy because I literally you said you spent however much I'm parking for 24 hours yeah. I last summer worked in New York City I interned for uh, the Fox Business Network. Um, Oh, cool. Cool. And I would take the bus in every day and take the bus home. I would take the bus in at literally four 30 in the morning and I would hop on the two 30, depending on the day, two 3 o'clock bus home. And you know, the last two days or so, I think my last day of the internship, I was also meeting my family down in Wildwood. So I drove into the city that morning because I was like, if I can get back to my car and get out and just drive right there and have all my stuff packed, I'll save like a decent amount of time. So then gratefully Fox has a parking garage that you get like a discount at if you work there, you gotta show them your ID. But it ended up being like I, think I parked for what eight hours and it had to be it wasn't even that much, honestly, when it comes to New York City. I think it was like 30 bucks, which is like pretty decent for eight hours. And I was like willing to do that one time or two times or however many I did it. But um it's crazy. It's nuts.
1: Yeah. And I I hope I, I mean it sounds like you you would like to move to Nashville at some point or or at least like spend some time here. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> but but I I really hope um, that that you have an experience that was kind of similar to mine where I just I just did stuff that I like to do mm-hmm. and met people that way. And right now it's really people moving here right now. Um, it's really tough because you can't do a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff shut down, but like when I moved here, like I said, I didn't know anyone. I didn't do anything. I just Googled like where do people play Americana music and not Broadway stuff. And I just went and that's, I mean, that's where I met my best friends now, you know, open mics that used to just not have anyone there now, have like a hundred people in line, but this little place uh, called Bobby's that used to be around that they're starting to reopen, I think, but like that's where I met Gabe Lee, who's one of my best friends. Cool. Um, Michael Conley, I met at one nice. of those places. Uh, so I mean, so many friends. Um, and like even Revival, I I'm, I I'm, met I'm Rob a random Facebook message. I just said, "Hey, my name's Vinny. I'm from Philly. I don't know anything. I just look, kind of look. I don't know what Revival is, but if you could help me, like, if you could just tell me like where it is and what it is. Like, here's my songs. I like literally, that was the worst message I've ever sent anyone. <laughs> But you still rob, have that message i do you should i think it's somewhere uh, in my like facebook things but rob text or immediately responded because he saw my phone number area code and he's like what's your wawa order and also uh um are you an eagles fan and i said yeah the <laughs> band and the team and <laughs> and he's like here's my phone number <laughs> so he called me and he like was like come out tonight i'm i'll be the biggest guy there so i went to revival literally just looking for the biggest guy in the room and he is
0: the yeah. biggest, one of some of the biggest guys
1: in any room. Yeah. So I just literally, the first time I went to revival, I was just looking for the biggest guy and he was there and it was all these people there that were playing cool songs. And, and some of them I had like heard before, I think Matt Roy played that night, who just got number one with Chris Jansen, but Matt played, um, some song that I had heard somewhere before somehow. Um, and I became friends with him and then, and then, uh, from there on in i just kept going every week and you know so like i said there's there like when you move to a place like this i i I hope that you have that experience too um of just doing the stuff that that you like to do and eventually not you build it they will come but kind of the opposite (laughs) if you keep going (laughs) it it will get built (laughs) it'll build up even if it's yeah the, uh,
0: the base level ground
1: right um
0: Revival awesome. I think that's really funny the way
1: that he did that. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Yeah. shoot the shot. That's that's but all. I what got. else? I mean, I didn't know what else to do, and I was yeah. just in my apartment, and I saw like I literally saw a uh, I googled like Nashville songwriter something, and it was like the third thing that came up, and I was like, okay, like I I didn't know what Whiskey Jam was till like six months after I moved to Nashville. Really, so and I'm I thought I mind. thought I was bad, dude. It's so, <laughs> but I didn't. I like I hate I I hate to like keeps you know beating a dead horse but like i did not know anything about country music there's still a lot of stuff like oh yeah he signed to this and they went to this and he's luke bryans whatever and he that i just i never been able to keep up with everything because everything changes so much yeah um and like i said i was in philly in kind of a bubble of just like maybe i can get on a festival you know in camden someday you know like that's kind of where my head was yeah and and moving here, I was just like, I guess I'll just start writing songs and try to play guitar for other people okay. or drums or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been writing songs for four or five years, not good ones, but you know I've been writing songs and that-
0: I beg to differ. <laughs> I beg to differ. Don't <laughs> even don't even get me going. Mm-hmm. I um but that that is so it's funny because you said like whiskey jam like I and I'm and I'm whiskey jam revival of single handedly become two of the only things that that keep me afloat like now because like that's how i keep up with all these different people like, like that's yeah. pretty much the single reason why you know i mean i i've you know we connected on a different way i don't think the way that this happened is normal because like i usually right. have to be the pain in the ass you know these <laughs> people but you
1: but you followed me i don't know how did you even find my instagram honestly dude i I'm having this guy help me with social media because I'm so bad at it. Uh, and he was like, Oh, there's this like podcast thing that, that Rob did. And he like followed a couple of things and that was in it. And he's like, yeah, you should check it out. So I went, I, you know, that's kind of just how it.
0: And it's funny because when literally when um, I think, I think I told you this before, but when you, when I, you know, messaged you or when you, when you followed me, it was the day I was talking to Rob. And oh, perfect. Yeah. So, I was literally on my phone and I was getting ready to go. And, and you know, Rob, you're great. You're great, buddy. I like <laughs> you a lot, I, I, you know, you're cool and all. We scheduled, I scheduled an episode with Rob and the day of like maybe like a half hour after I messaged him for the first time, which never happens. For the yeah. first time he was like, yeah, man, let's do it this day, this time I said, sweet. I was ready to go, something happened construction with this construction of his house yeah right? his
1: his his house got torn apart uh, yeah with something you know, like that it's
0: re- like it's a big mess like i can't do it like, cool. <laughs> let's reschedule that's fine i understand and we scheduled it for like a week or two after and then he i get a message that day and i'm like today i was really excited to talk to rob and i look at my yeah. phone and he says you're going to kill me in all <laughs> i was like I was like, "What now?" And he, and then his wife's having a baby, as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were going to the doctor, and I was like, "He's like, I forgot." And I was like, "That's cool." So we reschedule yeah. again. But the reason why I brought that up, and you know, it's obviously done. The reason why I brought that up was because I was going to praise him and say on the first time that we scheduled him, and say, "I've never had an easier scheduling experience." So <laughs> congratulations! And he shot that in the foot. <laughs> he shot that in the foot.
1: So was- and, and and I did too. Cause I was I cause we scheduled this for tomorrow and I, I had something for, for work. I, mean, I have to I have to caddy tomorrow. Uh that was supposed to be today and that switched. So I was like, can we switch this? You no, know, honestly. So I did the works,
0: same thing. It works so it works out so well because, and I probably couldn't have asked for it to work any better. We're getting into music in about two seconds. I got something <laughs> I want to talk about. But um I do you know Jacob Bryant? I know the name, I don't know yeah, off he, the top of my head. He, you know the song Out There by Luke Combs? Mm-hmm. Well, he wrote he was one of the writers on that song cool 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 um i've been i've been listening to him for a really long time and i have not been listening to country music for that long so yeah that's that's saying something but um i was supposed to talk to him today and then you were like hey can we do it today and i was like yeah that's fine we'll just make it earlier so i was supposed to do two in one day but then he texted me and was like man i'm doing something like i got something really big i got going on i might not you know i might have to do it on my phone i might not have like fantastic service can we do it thursday and i was like perfect one switch yeah.
1: Fantastic, yeah. works
0: out. Yeah. Like I said, I, I haven't been, and I, I kind of want to backtrack really quick when it comes to um you know you and and how you're not or you weren't and you know are working on being in touch with country music like yeah, or knowing what's going on. I mean, you you said earlier like you didn't necessarily grow up listening like you didn't grow up listening to country music, and I didn't either. Right. I didn't start listening to country music until I was seventeen or something like that, and I was yeah. against it. And maybe it's because all my other friends were against it, and I was like oh, yeah. You know in denial but now i can't now i can't get enough of it i can't get enough singer songwriter or stuff and i think i finally yeah. like found the sound that i really enjoy listening to like regularly and mm-hmm. this kind of stuff and um so i think that's so cool but like how did you like how did you find that sound like how did you because you said you just started singing one day but you know you got to find the way yeah
1: the, i i mean i i, I love like i said like the like ac dc led zeppelin yeah. rock and roll like let's go uh and and, and then something in college, like, I, I started listening to, like, weird stuff, like, Citizen Cope, and and then I started getting really into just, like, how songs were put together, like, like, the mm-hmm. writing of stuff, and Amos Lee, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a Philly guy. What's um, that one,
0: what's that one really big, uh...
1: I mean, Sweet Pea, uh, the yeah. one that was on, a commercial, um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's got, like, a hundred, like, like, you know, windows are rolled down, that, that oh, whole El Camino album, like. he's he's awesome yeah yeah but but he but he's played at the same bar that i played at in philly a couple years before me um a bunch of years before me but i got into that kind of whole sound and then i was listening to a a band called the drive-by truckers um and there was three singers and one of them i was like i really like that guy's songs and his jason isbell yeah um because he was in that band for years uh then i kind of backtracked from there who he likes and i watched every interview there is and that's right when southeastern came out Nice It's like the songwriter yeah. record of our generation. I, I think is one of the best songwriter records ever. Um, and when that came out, I was like, oh, this is what I've been, you know, kind of looking for because mm-hmm. I play acoustic guitar. I write songs. I'm not like a shreddy guitar player, but I know my way around the fretboard pretty well. And, and I, I appreciate guitar playing. And I appreciate, you know, not just like strumming chords, like making, you know, parts and melodies and all that kind of stuff um so after getting into him uh, I started listening to people that you know he liked you know like the John Prines and the Willie Nelsons and the um I I got really into Waylon Jennings at one point I don't know how I stumbled on that I got in Sturgill Simpson who is also putting out all that you know High Top Mountain kind of record that sort of and then I realized oh Dave Cobb is Friends uh, with Butch Walker, who's another producer that I love, to produced all like the Weezer stuff, like Pink, cool. all the, and he he has his own band, and him and Dave Cobb do these talks together because they're both from Georgia, blah, blah blah. Anyways, all these connections between like the Americana world and kind of the rock world that I grew up with and thought that I could be a part of started becoming like really apparent, and the and the parallels between all the guitar playing and realizing that the way that I played wasn't that much different. You know, I'm never going to be as good of a guitar player as Jason Isbell. It's just not going to happen, but I, I appreciate all the stuff. Like he, his, his, the way he cares for his gear, the way he puts his bands together. Like I, I, I appreciate all that the care. And it's not just like playing to a track and, yeah. you know, at a, at an arena, like it's like, a, it's a, he really cares how his songs come across, you know? And I, I, I think that's why I connected with it so much. Yeah. Uh, and and then going back to the seventies and listening to all the stuff I grew up with again, through the lens of like, not just, Oh, this is nice and snappy. Like Jackson Brown's late for the sky album is some of the best writing. It just like, if you just got the lyrics and put them on a piece of paper, it'd be like the best book you ever read. So like that hearing everything through that lens, like again, especially after moving here has kind of, you know, put things in a new perspective, I guess.
0: I, You know, I agree because even, you know, you're talking about listening to things from back in the seventies. And I, my dad's a ginormous Bruce fan. I am a big oh, yeah. fan, but I only started, I went back. I mean, I, I've i been listening to Bruce my entire life, but once I started kind of diving into songwriting, um, cause I never really, you know, until like mid-college, I started appreciating that. And yeah, I, I went back and listened to Bruce and I was, you know, thinking about more about what he has, you know, going on his songs, then I probably would have done when I, like, I would not have done that when I was 12.
1: Yeah. I mean? he, so. he also captures a, like a moment. Like when you listen to Sandy or like any of the, those kind of songs, like you feel like you're walking on the boardwalk, you know? And if you listen to Rosalita, like you feel like you're at a party whatever. or like running from the cops or whatever, like whatever the song does, like it, it, it takes you there. And for Bruce, it takes like a million words. Like he has his songs, There's so many lyrics. but You listen to Tom Petty and he gets the same feeling across with like three words per line, you know, he just, but, but they're both great, you know? And, and, and I think, you know, learning uh, both schools of that, and those are two extremes, but you know, all those kind of little things to appreciate within songwriting is why country music to me um, resonated so hard when I, when I did move here, just thinking about all the, all the like the time and energy like like you listen to a guy clark record and you have to like take a deep breath afterwards because there's just so much going on you know it's
0: funny because i that's how i you know how it kind of because i mean think about this way or at least i I don't know if you can relate to this but i can't i can't relate to you know i can't relate to driving down back roads and drinking beer like in a truck while we're driving like you can't do that by me i mean there's there's too many highways for that kind of thing i can't relate to songs like that but i can relate to songs you know I can relate to deeper songs or like songs that are really focusing on the songwriting and just change them up a little bit. I yeah. mean, if you think of um, what, what, what is, what is a song that I can use? Um, I don't mean, I can't even tell you one off the top of my head, but <laughs> if someone says a town, a town, right. Of a name of a town, I can change that and relate that to my own town with different like ways. And there's different yeah. ways to do that. And there's different ways to like dive, like relate to songwriting, whether that be like a song that resonates to you because it reminds you of yeah. A relationship you once had or, or or a family member. I don't know. I'm just,
1: you know, spitballing here. But yeah. But um, the whole like like I mean I mean that whole three chords and the truth thing, it, it's so cliche. It's so like whatever, but it's it, true. It 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 really is. Like if you know somebody is not, like we said, bullshitting you and and really does care about what they're talking about, you know, I I, I think that's a it, it it just makes the whole experience of putting on the record like what I want to do.
0: Yeah. Know? I mean, why did I start this podcast? My first message to you, I, I'm pretty sure it's in there because I say it all the time. The reason why I started this is because the ability to be able to take a three, to, the ability to take three or six chords, however many chords you want there, and just make it a hit. That's like so hard to do. And if you're really true and you can play a song just with your guitar, which is what a lot of your songs I have right now are doing, yeah, yeah, and they can you know, do well, that 's talent that's that's talent I appreciate that man um, so you 've been a busy guy right during 2020 you've put I've out been a trying amount, you've put out a good amount of music you have let 's see I'm gonna, I have the dates here too I'm, you know 'm
1: oh really, wow
0: i 'm really on top of my shit today i do 't even
1: know the dates
0: <laughs> so uh, my jam right now I get into um, into jams when it comes to songs, whether that be like in the car or in the shower that I can really sing like yeah. really sing. And right now, Babylon is is my, <laughs> Thanks, is my man. shit. I'm and I'm not kidding. I swear. I listened to a song earlier today. I'm not gonna listen to it when I get in the shower later. Like I'm not kidding. Your voice and Gabe Lee's voice combined. Fun, right? I mean, it's so fun because your voices are different. Yeah. but it's just such like I can't. I can't help every time I'm in the car. I shit, you know I do this. I'm gonna tell you. I'm a little embarrassed to this, but I do this. Like I like I'll snap along to it or I'll, like tap the wheel for it, and like once you like really start going in that first voice ver, verse comes through every time I'm in the car, I always feel the need to just go, woo. Like, let's go. Like, this is, like, it's just like really like gets me like going and
1: you got gets, the Ric Flair going. Yeah. I love I'm it. telling you, like, it's I fun. Love it. Well, that's one of my, that was one of the first. So I, I met Gabe, I guess, March of when I moved here and he like, was not even playing shows at that point. It was his, I met him at his first show in two like over two or three years and he was just standing on us or sitting on a stool his head down playing these tiny little this tiny little guitar and i went up to him and i said i don't know who you are but we're gonna be best friends (laughs) (laughs) um and uh and he and and we played like eight shows together because i had all these shows booked but i needed people to play with me and uh that christmas like right before i left to go home for christmas we sat down and wrote a song called uh rhinestone taj mahal it's like a long it's like a 12 minute song and it'll never do anything but it was it was fun and then at the end uh he started playing like a guitar thing and we started playing what became babylon and we got like a verse and a chorus and we went to this like crazy party it was, it was fun but over christmas he would send me like demos and work tapes and i would send him work tapes back of what we thought Babylon would be mm-hmm. and then like a full year later is when we actually got to record it so it was just like this whole long drawn out thing but it's still like one of both of our favorite songs you know it was a powerful song. thanks man and it was it was it was cool also because it was because Gabe put it on on, on his album too mm-hmm. um not our version but a different version but it was like my first cut as a songwriter you know quote unquote uh yeah. So the, it, the, the whole experience of that song has been, has been really fun. And, and I think our version, because that was just my friends in the studio. That was my friend Dalton playing bass. My friend Alex played drums and, and, and mixed it. And Gabe played piano and sang and I played guitar. So like that, yes. that was it. It wasn't like, you know, studio guys or anything. It was just, I put, took all the money in my bank account and I rented a studio for a day and we banged out three songs. And in, now
0: I appreciate the song oh, way more than I did before, I think. <laughs> Thank you. I'm serious like this is like I'm not kidding around like I really do like the song a lot I mean it came out thanks man out in January so yeah.
1: that's yeah, it wow. that's pretty that's a long new time ago
0: I mean that is a long time ago but it, it feels
1: like it feels like a lot it feels like longer than that
0: I think yeah I, I mean January feels like forever ago because we were all in yeah. a much different spot in January very different very different and then you came out with in March uh it doesn't rain in LA um yeah.
1: cool so we another, did that in the same session cool cool so where'd that come from? Um, this place called, uh, it's the shoebox studio. It's over like South Nashville. But my friend, Joe Martin, uh, in Eng- he's English, was here for like eight weeks, my first year. And both of us had just had weird experiences in LA. Like I had a friend that was moving there kind of mysteriously. And he like got screwed over by some friends that lived there. It was like this whole weird thing with, and everyone's talking about LA as like this promised land, like they hated Nashville. They had to get some California whatever um so then we wrote a song called that it doesn't rain in LA and it's really fun because the whole band sings on that so the the harmonies and stuff are those same guys it's me and Dalton and Gabe and my friend mm-hmm. Alex um so I I really wanted to do I couldn't afford to do a whole record by myself uh but I wanted to do like band stuff you know like stuff that felt like a bunch of guys playing not just like a, a singer singing on top of a studio band you know what i mean like, I a, like sitting They're,
0: around the fire kind of having fun kind of thing
1: yeah like there's nothing wrong with like a perfect sounding album like i think th- those are awesome but i i i wanted for my taste to be make something that sounded like just a bunch of friends making something you know like just building something so
0: i uh, that that's cool that's and that's important i think especially you know you know coming up through the ropes kind of thing right now it's like you have the ability to do that and that's cool and, yeah and you can you know it's raw. And I think my, my favorite part about you, and I've and I read this on your website. Do you care if I read this quote that was on your website? Because oh, I think it's
1: important. Oh, God. Sure. I don't even know what's on my website. It says,
0: I'm not here to change opinions. I'm not here to <laughs> preach. I'm here to tell stories that might otherwise be lost. Equally as fascinated with life and death, sinners and saints, and truth and fiction. Uh, the place where we all come together is where I write. That is the most <laughs> real thing that I've read
1: in a long time. I wrote that forever ago. I do not even know it was still up there. But- that- I- I still, I still agree with it.
0: <laughs> I, I read that and I man, I was like, shit, that's deep. Thanks, like, man. Like, like because if you think about it, especially when it comes to you know the world that we're in today, whether it be you know everything going on over here and everything going on over here, it's like you're you don't care what people think, you don't care what their opinions are. You can agree to disagree, agree disagree, whatever you want. But yeah, at the end of the day, you're writing songs. And you're putting stuff out there that you want to put out there and that you want to write. And it's yeah. just like kind of, a, it's a real thing. It's a raw thing. I think it's so cool.
1: Yeah, there was, I watched, uh, remember that CMT special they used to have back in the day, at uh, Crossroads? Of course, yeah. I still stumble I mean, on
0: Crossroads on YouTube. Too.
1: I love those. And the best one, a best one, hundred percent to me was the John Mayer and Keith Urban one. Yes. Yes. That's and, awesome. and, and they show those clips of them talking in the back room. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I like, I think Keith Urban is a ridiculously good guitar player. I, I love his voice too. I, there's some of the songs that I'm not super into, but some of the songs are just like great jams. Like I think he's got a really good sense for like what good songs are. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he said, that he's passed on songs that he knew were going to make him millions of dollars because wow. he didn't, because he knew he couldn't sing them every night without hating it. And I was just like, "That's at, so in, real though. Yeah. in, in like 2006, whatever, whenever that came out, that just like blew my mind that he would pass on. Like it's, it's totally not about, I'm I'm he's in a position where he can say no to whatever he wants. Right. But to, to know that like he takes it so seriously that like you, it, he could pass on $5 million just because he knows that that wouldn't be the right thing for him. Like, I, I thought that was just like a huge, that was like a game changer for me. And I always thought that I wanted to make stuff that I wouldn't just enjoy listening to. Um, first and foremost, I guess.
0: Yeah. You, and you also don't, like you said something important, you don't want to make music that you don't want to sing every night. Like, yeah. And, and I mean, so and stories also about the thing that. too is like I ask people sometimes what their favorite song to play live is yeah like i mean it kind of depends on what i'm talking about but when i ask someone that i don't know if i've ever gotten the response did i get it maybe i don't know if i if i ever got it the response where someone said i like i usually always get the um i can't really like they're like they're like my babies like, i can't really choose and i could definitely choose <laughs> I, that's the thing Is like there are some that i can't remember who someone told me who told me there was one person, I can't even remember who it is. I got to go back and look. Was it, was it Rob? I don't know. There was one person who told me that they, there was one song they would love to play live or that they, that they love to play in general. And I was like, man, you're the first person who ever told me that. Because everyone just beats around the bush. Like, there's no, It's like kids, right? There's no way that you don't have a favorite kid if you're a yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of depends on the day. Yeah, definitely. Like one day I might be my parents' favorite kid. The next day my sister might be my parents' favorite kid. I mean,
1: do I think I'm a favorite out of the three of us? Absolutely.
0: But I mean, when it comes to songs, you have, you have to have a favorite song.
1: You do. Definitely playing Babylon at the end of the show with the band is my favorite. If, if like it's a band show, you know, yeah. that's that's just, yeah, it's just fun. It's just, it's a
0: jam. I need everyone to go listen to that song. I really I would,
1: do. I would love that. I, I just, I actually internet. sent that to
0: my uh, my buddies. Uh, he started playing guitar when we were in college when we were freshman. Um So four years ago. It's
1: very easy on guitar. <laughs>
0: Well, the thing was is that there are, I also sent him, what other songs did I send him? I sent him a couple of songs and I was like, and I sent it because, you know, well, what was it? Was it Southern Was it Southern Proper Timing? It might've been. Well, I sent him a song and I was like, just listen to the guitar here. Cause he plays very similar style of guitar and he picked yeah, it up yeah. really fast. But he nice. Plays, you know, that he doesn't play the, he's not just jamming down on a strum. He's like, All right. Um, so I sent it to him and I was like, listen to this song, listen to the rest of them. Um, I think you'll enjoy it when it comes to listen to it, like musically. And I think I, that goes with your songwriting really well. And I think that's really cool to be able to have because not everyone has that.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, those those acoustic ones were fun too. Just, I mean, uh, so we did two days. We did the first day in the big studio with the band. And then the next day I booked one of the small rooms at Sound Emporium, like in the back. And I borrowed Rob's uh, 1954 J45 cool. for the summer for the summer last year and uh it's like it's still like every time i'm at his house i don't even like talk to him i just go and play that guitar <laughs> um but uh i had that and my guitar that i love too is like a those custom-made job uh and I, I had both of them i kind of at my disposal and i just i played those three songs like 10 times each or not probably five times each and, and i just booked two hours and i just took cool. the best take from all three songs um on southern proper timing i had meg come in and sing the harmonies meg mccree if anybody doesn't know her she's fantastic um and that was it i mean that it was two hours in and out you know cool but it was totally different than the band thing the day before yeah uh which was like a 13 hour 14 hour experience (laughs) (laughs) i um i think it's cool that you did an acoustic
0: thing and i think did when did you record those did you record those during quarantine was like no
1: no this was last september i i had them for a bit um i i wrote all those songs kind of last summer besides babylon i had that and and doesn't rain i i wrote all the acoustic ones kind of last summer um and i just was like i want to have all this stuff so next year i can just put stuff out over time while i was playing shows, i was supposed to be do a bunch of festivals and stuff this year so i thought it'd be nice to put it out kind of in time with that um but, you know, that didn't work out this year. Exactly. Maybe, yeah, exactly. I'm still going to put this stuff out because it's because it, it would be stupid to just keep, hold on to it forever.
0: Which um, is so that's a major topic when I do any of these is like, <laughs> is, is like as, as an independent artist and as, you know, even if you're signed, like, any, like, any, like it even depends, like even if you're signed to a label, uh, depends on who you are, obviously. But like right now, there's no shows. There's no festivals. So what do you do? Put out music.
1: Yeah, that's it. And and the thing is, like I, you know, it's it's not like um, it's it's not difficult to do on your own. A lot of people are scared to because if there's no support behind it, like I know my songs are not going to get a hundred million Spotify listens. Like I, I hundred percent realize that. Hey,
0: one day they will, though.
1: Right, but 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 to be able to meet someone and say, "Hey, check out my stuff on Spotify," and you're proud of it, and it's not something from seven years ago that you don't even like anymore, like that. That's what that's why you do it. You know, you, you do it so you can get that out. And it's not like it's going to like th- those songs I have are not going to change from mm-hmm. here from today till if I wait five years to put them out, like it's th- those are the songs right now. And in 2025, my sound will be a little bit different. And you know, I think, I think that's cool. Yeah. I, I wish more people would just put stuff out like the muscadine guys and all that putting out like a hundred times this year, yeah, but like, why not? I mean, like, I'm so for it. Yeah. I, th- I think that's really cool.
0: Um, I, i'm so for it yeah uh, i think it's awesome and i've been listening to them for a very long time too i've been listening to them i think since southern Moore cure came out which was like what five years i think they posted something yesterday they've been they've been at it for five years that's great um, something like that which is great and the, they're doing it the way they're doing it is the a very you don't come across that very often yeah you don't, and,
1: and like they've kept their team small they've kept their expenses low they've they they have just built a fan base like so organically, and I I think everyone I've I have some friends that are, I I'm not friends with them, but I have friends that are friends with them, mm-hmm. and I I think just their attitude about the whole thing is is just in a good spot, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. it's uh it, that's that's really important, and and I think when I tell people about them, when I tell people about a lot of artists, especially like when I talk to like you guys and and all these people, and um I'm about to hit I don't know what number episode. I think this week would be 12 or 13 this, this coming nice. week or something like that. And I'm about to have 500 total listeners, which is not oh, a lot. That's great. 30, 30 listeners, 30, 40 listeners an episode, um, depending on, you know, what I put out and if the person promotes it and things like that, like that, that, yeah. that all depends obviously. But I think that building it organically and even, like I said, talking to you guys, like I can, like, I don't, I mean, I, I like, we're friendly with each other. Like, but I, like now when I say like, I show people my music or people like music, like if I showed them your music, I say, Hey, that's my buddy, Vinny's music. Like check him out. Yeah. He's great. And i say that for a lot of people. And I mean, I could never, I like, let's say I don't ever see you in person until like four years from now. Right. Let's mm-hmm. say that's the case. I kind of hope that's not the case. I don't really want to <laughs> yeah, be natural, but let's say that's the case. Um, like a social media relationships also important, especially now, like social media yeah. I think, drives a long way. And I think it's kind of nice that you're like, you know, trying to like jump up on social media and like get better at it or something like that. But
1: yeah, I, I just I just think it's imperative to being, you know, in this career path, you know especially now like, yeah like for better or for worse you know and i i the reason i'm having somebody help me with it is for one it's a it's a friend that needs work right now because he's you know at, you know out, out of stuff but also he's he's learning a lot about it too and and if it's like it's like a team you know it's, yeah. it's a collaborative I'm, I'm going after this i'm going to my buddy's studio we're putting something else out next month hopefully so we're working on like videos and stuff to promote it which i've never really done before yeah. You know, leading up to a release you know all, all that stuff that like i I just like grew up as like, yeah, you make a record, man. And then you just, you just put it to press, you know, like it's, but that's not, that's not how it works.
0: Yeah. Hey, my, I have a friend that helps me with my social media for my pod, not for my personal, but for my podcast. Uh, yeah. My, my friend Juliet helps me out and um, she kind of just does it. Cause that's what she wants to do. Like, you know, full time one day. So she just kind of gives me little advices. And um, I mean, I, I'm very proud of the way my Instagram looks. But I will tell you about two months ago, a month and a half ago, it, it did not look like that. I like redid yeah. the entire thing. Like I wiped it all out. I reposted a bunch of stuff. And I just like, we, we create, we brainstorm templates. Like I got yeah. colors and all that stuff. And we went full
1: speed. Yeah. I've, I've done the re, the redo on Instagram a million times. And the truth of the matter is, I, I don't want to spend two hours a day on Instagram. Like yeah. if, if I do that, my brain is like not in a bear. Yeah. It's just, it's just not, it's not how I want to spend my time. Yeah. So I would rather, have someone help me that is comfortable with that and have them do it correctly, you know? Yeah. And try to putter around on there.
0: Uh, that's yeah. Cause it's a big thing, especially now, um, like we've been saying, but um, I agree. I agree. It should be interesting to see what happens when, uh, when all this is said and done, when all this is over, where, where it's going to go in terms of how people promote themselves, how people put yeah. out music. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really, really interesting. I'm
1: super hopeful. I, I, I think the end of the year, we just got to ride it out. I think we just got to be, Safe and everything till the end of the year, and I, I think next year is literally just we just start over.
0: You realize you know? how much music is going to come out in the next year?
1: I, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a it's lot of kids. Be, there's I'm, going to be a lot of babies, and there's going to be a lot of music coming out. Hey,
0: nine months from from a couple <laughs> months ago, I'm telling you, there's going to there's yeah. I'm, I bet you have a, a yeah. someone's going to have family members or friends knocking on their phones or calling. Lots them.
1: of nieces, lots of grandkids, <laughs> lots of nephews. All you, want a, uh, you want
0: to be a you want to be a goddad? I guess so. <laughs> Uh, you're awesome. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me today. I appreciate it. I wish you, you know, best of luck going forward, figuring everything out. I know it's a weird time. I hope you get, you know, get back playing soon. Thanks man. I'm um, doing all these things, putting out music soon. Uh, that's uh, exciting. I'm glad that you said that because I was going to ask that question anyway. Yeah. But, uh, hopefully late September we'll, we'll be putting out another cool. single. Hey, that's coming and it's coming fast. So mm-hmm. honestly, um, listen, everybody, that was another episode of remember country music as always. I'm Kyle Corbis. That is Vinny Pelizzi. You can listen to all his music wherever you listen to music, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever you want. No, I don't care. Just as long as you listen to him and support him because he's sick. And But everybody, that was another episode. Remember to rate, subscribe, give five stars if you love the episode and follow us on Instagram, please. I love more followers at RCM underscore podcast. Like I said, I'm Kyle. That's Vinny. And uh, we'll see you next time.